Welcome to another exciting podcast brought to you by Bayside Christian Church. Worshipping God and I just think it's awesome that we can worship together and uh, the new speakers will be positioned higher and so we'll get a more even sound across and, and we'll be ordering them um, hopefully this week and getting them in uh, in the new year so that's awesome. Father, we just love you. We thank you for your goodness. Lord, you're a giving God. You're a generous God. You just pour out your grace over our lives. Thank for the uh, Christmas concert last Sunday night and so many people were impacted and touched. Thank you, Lord, for the carols by candlelight next Saturday night down the over. We pray for a fine night. Lord, we just pray for a great opportunity as our team lift up the name of Jesus. As we work with the other churches to facilitate a great family event, Lord, we just pray for your, as your name name is sung out over our city and over our people, Lord. You'll be lifted on high and people will truly discover that you have come to be their Savior and their Lord. We pray you bless the word now in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Let's take our seats. God bless you. Wow. Well, the last couple of Sundays, we've been looking at the passage in Luke chapter 2, where the angels came and spoke to the shepherds. And we've looked at a couple of different key areas. But let's pick that passage up again, Luke 2, 10 and 11. But the angel said to them, Do not be afraid. I bring you good news that will cause great joy for all the people. Today, in the town of David, a Savior has been born to you. He is the Messiah, the Lord. So last week we talked about the power of the gospel, the good news, and how that it's just, it's good news, not bad news, it's awesome good news, and we need to share it. The week before we talked about having joy, rejoice in the Lord always, and again I say, rejoice, and how that the Jesus coming brought great joy and continues to bring great joy for many lives. Today I want to look at another key word in this passage, and it says, Today, in the town of David, a Savior has been born to you. I want to talk about the fact that Jesus came to be our Savior, our Savior for the whole earth. Matthew 1, 21, the parallel passage in uh, the Gospels, says the angel said, She will give birth to a son, and you are to give him the name Jesus, because he will save his people from their sins. So the name Jesus, for those who know their, uh, their Bible well, the name Jesus is, in the, is the Greek form of Joshua, which means the Lord saves. So that's what the name Jesus means, that the Lord saves. He's come to save his people from their sins. Not only those people that were on the earth when Jesus was born 2,000 years ago, but right throughout history, Jesus come to be our Savior Lord. And names are very important. We've all been given names, maybe one, two, three, or four names. And then we've been called some other names for good or bad reasons in the journey of life. And names speak about identity. They help identify who you are, your personality, your characteristics. And so when I call out someone's name, they look up or they respond and if you yell out John in a crowd and 10 people named John, well, they're all going to say yes. And so you've got to pick which one then. But our name, and Jesus calls us by name. He's come to be your saviour and mine. And so the name Jesus means he will save his people from their sins. And I just want to focus on that for a few moments today as we come towards our Christmas season, that Jesus has come to be our saviour. 
And as I do, I want you to think about, or maybe remember when you got saved or responded to Jesus. Maybe it was uh, recently, or maybe 50 years ago, or five years ago, or five weeks ago. Whatever it is, I want you to remember how awesome it is to be saved. And uh, the 30th of November, which is only about uh, 11, 11 or 12 days, 11 days ago, was my 42nd spiritual birthday. 42 years ago, I gave my heart to Jesus, the day I finished grade 12. It's great to have two birthdays a year, hey, your natural birthday and your spiritual birthday, because it says you're born again when you're spiritually born of the Spirit. So we both have, we all have two birthdays. Some of us don't celebrate the spiritual one like we should, because that's an awesome time when we are born again by the Spirit of God. Salvation of a person's soul can only come from Jesus. But we can be all involved in telling the good news to others. Or parents, raising your children in the ways of God, you are helping them experience salvation. I thank God I was brought up in a Christian home where we sang the songs. I was taken to church every week and to Sunday school and, and youth group. So that I heard about Jesus. I knew that he was the truth. And then when I was 17, I made my own personal response and Jesus became my saviour and my Lord. So parents, encourage you to make sure you sow the seed, you raise your children in the ways of God. If you come from a non-Christian background, how awesome it is when you've discovered that Jesus is your Savior and your Lord, and how powerful it is. But sometimes we only really value being saved when you realize how lost you are. You ever been lost in a crowd? Ever been lost when you're uh, driving? If a male's driving and he refuses to ask for directions, these days we've got GPS, but even that you see the stories? People follow the GPS and they end in the ocean, you know? It's, it's accurate up to a couple hundred meters. So that's, that's a big difference if you're at the ocean where you get lost in some cane paddock because the GPS sent you down the wrong track. So it's still not as reliable. But how awesome it is when you've lost and then you, you're found. And uh, I was sharing in the first service, my first missions trip to Asia in 1990. And we took Bibles and smuggled Bibles into the Christians in Vietnam and Myanmar. And uh, we were in Bangkok, because that's where we collect the Bibles. And we went out for dinner at the Burmese restaurant in a city of 10 million people. We didn't know where it was, but the taxi driver finally got us there. But then the taxi driver we got to take us back, he decided to detour and try to take you to the jewelry shops where they'll get a commission if you go and buy something, or they'll take you to, to, the, to the nightclubs and try to get you go, to go there and they get paid commissions. We weren't getting out. We weren't going there. Well, the problem was he detoured and then he got lost. He was a new taxi driver in the city, came from the north of the country. For an hour, we drove around the back streets of Bangkok, and uh, this is now nearly midnight, and he was totally lost. We had no idea where we were. And he kept wanting to get us to jump out of the car because he'd run out of uh, fuel for the money that we'd given him. And we said, no way, and we're not getting out. Thankfully, there was four of us my size in the car, and we were a lot bigger than him, so we felt reasonably safe. But if we got out of the car, we would have been hopelessly lost and properly unsafe because we were somewhere down near the wharves by now, and it wasn't a very nice place. Eventually, he just kept driving, 
And when he saw the hotel, it was the tallest hotel in the city, 45 stories high, and he couldn't find it because Bangkok's a big city. When he found it, he was so excited because he'd found it, and it meant he was not going to waste any more fuel. He'd already spent more money than the money we'd agreed to give him. And how awesome it was when we found the hotel. Sometimes when we're lost, you really appreciate it when you're found. And spiritually, we sometimes forget just how bad it is to be lost without a saviour. The longer (coughs) you've been a Christian, or if you've been raised in church, you sometimes just forget how bad it is outside of Jesus. And that's why I love spending time with new Christians. I love hanging out with the transformations men and women. I love spending time with people that are discovering how powerful it is to know Jesus as Savior. If you've got a little bit mundane or bored or forgotten of just how awesome it is to be saved, sometimes the Lord will just remind you. You'll be in the middle of singing an amazing song and all of a sudden you'll have a reminder, wow, Jesus has saved me from darkness and sin and shame and guilt. And I want to encourage you at this Christmas time, as every we sing these carols, as we worship, that how awesome it is to know that Jesus has come to be our Savior, my Savior, my Lord, and the privilege of sharing that with people's eyes. Because outside of Jesus, there's no eternal hope. There's no eternal hope. And I just want to stir your heart that it's so awesome to know our amazing Jesus. And I was thinking about this, and I started to think about the words of uh, that song that we used to sing, Mighty to Save, a Hillsong song. Everyone needs compassion. A love that's never failing, let mercy fall on me. Everyone needs forgiveness, a kindness of a saviour, the hope of nations. My saviour, he can move the mountains. My God is mighty to save. My God is mighty to save. Forever, author of salvation. He rose and conquered the grave. Jesus conquered the grave. So take me as you find me. All my fears and failures fill my life again. I give my life to follow. My Savior, He can move the mountains. My God is mighty to save. He is mighty to save. How awesome is that to sing that, to know that, to be reminded how awesome it is to know the forgiveness and uh, Love of Christ. And that song was written by Ben Fielding and Reuben Morgan, who just put into words in a song the power of, it's so awesome to know our Savior and, and our Lord. How about amazing grace? How sweet the sound that saved a wretch like me. I once was lost, but now I'm found was blind, but now I see. Wow, God, just remind us at this Christmas season how awesome it is to know Jesus, our Savior, my Savior. And what a privilege to share that with other people, the good news. Luke 1, 46 to 50 is an interesting passage of Scripture. It's um, when the angel had came and met Mary and told her that she was going to give birth, a virgin birth, to Jesus, the Son of God. And this is Mary's response. Initially, she was scared, saying, how can this happen? God says, with me, all things are possible. And then this is what Mary said, my soul glorifies the Lord, and my spirit rejoices in God, my Savior. For he has been mindful of the humble state of his servant. 
From now on, all generations will call me blessed. For the Mighty One has done great things for me. Holy is His name. His mercy extends to those who fear Him from generation to generation. Look at verse 47. She said, My soul glorifies the Lord and my spirit rejoices in God my Savior. Mary, the mother of Jesus, prophetically sang this amazing song of faith, declaring Jesus, her yet unborn son, to be her Savior. So prophetically, she took the word and she sang and said, My Savior is not yet born, but he, he's my Savior. I thought, wow, what a revelation that she had, that she sang that song in praise and thanks before Jesus was even born on this earth through her, supernaturally by the Holy Spirit. Wow, let us be like that, that we sing the songs. We declare from our heart, how awesome is my Savior and my Lord. Luke, uh, Titus 3, 4 to 7 helps explain this so powerfully. But when the goodness and kindness of God our Savior and His love for mankind appeared in human form as the man, Jesus Christ, He saved us. Not because of any works of righteousness that we have done, but because of His own compassion and mercy by the cleansing of the new birth, spiritual transformation, regeneration and renewing by the Holy Spirit whom He poured out richly upon us through Jesus Christ, our Saviour, so that we would be justified, made free of the guilt of sin by His compassionate, undeserved grace and that we would be acknowledged as acceptable to Him and made heirs of eternal life, actually experiencing it according to our hope, His guarantee. Wow, what a beautiful passage of Scripture. So it's the goodness and kindness of God. His love for mankind appeared in Jesus. So when we see the, the pictures of baby Jesus, when we give the gifts, when we sing the carols, don't forget that we are celebrating Jesus, the Son of the living God, who's come to be the Savior of the whole earth. Wow. Now, He's come to be the Savior of all, but people have to choose to uh, receive Him by faith. And that's the born-again experience. That's the response that we need to make. And uh, salvation is found in no other person. We were singing that beautiful songs before, how, how great is our God, and that Jesus is worthy as the Lamb. Acts 4.12 says, And there is salvation in no one else. For there is no other name under heaven that has been given among people by which we must be saved. For God has provided the world no alternative for salvation. Wow, and we have all sorts of philosophies and ideas and schemes and ways right throughout history trying to find other ways to get right with God. There's something within our spirit. Ecclesiastes 11 says that, there, that we have been created for God. There's something in our spirit that's created to connect with and worship God. And if we don't worship God, believe you me, we'll be worshiping someone or something else. And that's what humanity does. In some countries, it's clear idolatry and they, they build idols. Other people, it's philosophies or it's materialism or it's things or it's relationships. We will worship someone or something because that's how God's created us as human beings. But how awesome is it when we find Jesus as Savior and we worship Him, the true and living God, because then you feel free and whole. I'll never forget this family we met many years ago. 
Roger and Daphne Saunders that have been missionaries in New, um, India for 40 years, when they got saved, before they got saved, they used to travel the world looking for their favorite guru or spiritual hope. They went through the occult. They went through all sorts of things. And then they met Jesus at a uh, festival in uh, Nimbin, which was a hippie festival. And, but some Christians went there and said, we're going to go and share the gospel and win some people to Jesus. And that's what they did. They set up their tent and this couple were having a baby and they're having difficulties. They went and prayed it through the, the journey and uh, a little boy was uh, born and they called him Isaiah. But through that, they got saved. They got radically converted. And this is the words they said. We traveled the world searching for the meaning of life. But when we found Jesus, we stopped looking because we knew we'd found what we'd been searching for all of our life. That's what they said. And they spent the next 40 or more years of their life sharing Jesus around the world and in India because they found what they'd been looking for. And for some people, it's that traumatic. Other people, it's a journey of faith. I want you to remind it, it's powerful to know that there's no other name by which we can be saved. Don't, get, don't listen to all the other things that there's lots of different ways. No, there's only one way. It's Jesus. He is our Savior and our Lord. Isaiah 61.10 says, I will sing for joy in God, explode in praise from the depths in my soul. How long since you've exploded in praise? Where you feel like if you don't sing it out, if you don't do something to worship God, you're going to explode. Wow, I feel like that sometimes. It's feel like there's so much inside of love and praise. You just got to sing it out and, and do something to express it. It says, he dressed me up in a suit of salvation. He outfitted me in a robe of righteousness. As a bridegroom who puts on a tuxedo and a bride a jeweled tiara, for as the earth bursts with string, spring wildflowers and as a garden cascades with blossoms, so the master God brings righteousness into full bloom and puts praise on display before the nations. It says God puts on, a garm puts on us a garment of salvation. A garment of praise. How awesome is that? There's a psalm that says, your gates are called salvation. Wow, the gates into eternal life. It's salvation. He is our Savior and our Lord. And He's come to be the Savior of the whole world. I love the story of Jesus meeting the woman at the well. She was a Samaritan, wasn't a Jew. And He starts sharing about the living water. And she says, I want some of that living water. And so she encounters something of Jesus' forgiveness and hope. She goes back to her hometown, starts telling them <coughs> about Jesus. And then Jesus goes, actually goes back with them and spends a day or two talking with them. And this is what happens. John 4.42, and they told the woman, we no longer believe just because of what you said. So she was really out there testifying and telling them. For now we have heard him for ourselves and we know with confident assurance that this one is truly the Savior of the whole world. This is before Jesus died on the cross and rose again. These were Samaritans, not Jews. And yet through one woman's life meeting Jesus, she went and spoke to the town. And the indication is hundreds of people became followers of Jesus from outside of Israel because of one woman's testimony meeting Jesus, and now they said, truly, he is the saviour of the world. I thought, wow, how awesome is that? And I believe that we're going to see in these coming days 
whole communities discovering that Jesus is Lord. Because darkness, people are getting sick and tired of the philosophies and lies and, and substitutes that have been sown for their lives. And that's why there's a cry within humanity. We see it in the elections and we see it in politics. We see it in all across the world. People are saying, we want truth. We want answers. And let me tell you, the cry of the human heart will cry out to find out that Jesus is Lord. That he is Lord. And it's a great opportunity to keep sharing this hope of Jesus. Last Sunday I talked about how awesome is the good news. Romans 1.16 says, I am not ashamed of the gospel, for it is the power of God for salvation from his wrath and punishment to everyone who believes in Christ as Saviour, to the Jew first and then also to the Greek. So the gospel is the power of God to salvation. I encourage you to live in that. Maybe you're here today, someone's invited you, and you've never really encountered God's love and truth. I want to encourage you, open your heart. It was a joy in the first service. There was, I met three different people who were parents of some of the people in the Transformations program. One of the couples hadn't been to church for many decades, and this morning was their first time in church, and they were really touched. They had a really good chat. They said, boy, we really enjoyed that. And they haven't been to church. They said the last time they went to church was when their son was uh, christened in the, in the church. And so he's now, I don't know, probably late 20s or so, and I thought, wow, you never know when Jesus is going to draw people's hearts. This Christmas, be praying and believing for seeds to be sown, love to be shared. And let me tell you, the more you remember of how awesome is your Savior, the more passionate it's going to flow out of your heart. You're just going to be looking for opportunities, not to beat people over the head, but to lovingly touch them with a seed of hope, of truth of love. Because when you are reminded yourself of how awesome it is to know Jesus as Savior, it will come out of you. It will ooze out of your soul, out of your heart, out of your actions. 1 John 4.14 says, And we have seen and testified that the Father has sent His Son to be the Savior of the world. What did He save us from? He saved us from sin, the penalty of sin, the curse of the law, the old covenant of animal sacrifices. Thank God for that. Thank God we don't have to kill a few bullocks up here and, and offer the sacrifices to get our sins atoned for every week. Mate, that would be messy. I like the sight of blood. so that, I wouldn't have been a good Old Testament priest. <laughs> Thank God we don't have to do that anymore because Jesus paid the price. He came to be our Savior. And, and He saved us from the works of the flesh. He saved us from a lifestyle of fear and torment and control and manipulation from darkness. He saved us from, and then He saved us to, a new life, a life of purpose, a life of freedom, a life of overflowing joy, a life of just knowing that this is the way we were designed to live. It would be really crazy if someone invented the car, well, they'd never had a car, but then no one learned how to use it properly. And you see people trying to push it everywhere. Didn't realize you could put fuel in it. And they get a flat tire and they don't realize that they're supposed to change it or pump it up. So there they are trying to drive around or push it around without... Um, and then there's people sleeping in it and, and living on it and growing things around it. And the maker of the car would be just horrified saying, don't you realize what you're doing? This was made to be an awesome vehicle to make life more efficient and for you to do and get to places. 
How frustrated do you think our Heavenly Father must be sometimes when He says, I've created man and woman to be dwelling places of my presence, to demonstrate my creativity and love and all of that. And He sent Jesus to try and bring that message through. And yet there's millions of people, many people still don't realize why we are created and we're created to carry the presence and the love and the hope and the fruit of the Spirit of God. And we misuse and damage and waste our lives because we don't realize why we were created. Salvation brings us back to the hope and the truth of what we are created to be and to do. Titus 2.11 explains this so well. For the remarkable, undeserved grace of God that brings salvation has appeared to all men. Wow. It reaches up to reject ungodliness and worldly, immoral desires and to live sensible, upright and godly lives. Lives with a purpose that reflects spiritual maturity. Did you hear that? God saved us from sin so we can live a life of maturity um, with purpose. In this present age, awaiting and confidently expecting the fulfillment and in our blessed hope and the glorious appearing of our great God and Saviour, Jesus Christ, who willingly gave himself to be crucified on our behalf to redeem us and purchase our freedom from all wickedness and to purify for himself a chosen and very special people to be his own possession who are enthusiastic for doing what is good. Wow, are you enthusiastic for doing what is good? Enthusiasm comes from the word entheos, which means in God. Enthusiasm comes from entheos, which means in God. So if you're a Christian and you're not enthusiastic about your journey or your faith, you need an infusion of revelation of how awesome it is to be saved and an infusion of enthusiasm of how passionate and how awesome it is to know this amazing God that we love and serve. You say, well, I'm just not that sort of personality. I've been saved 42 years and I am getting more passionate than when I first got saved. For those who know me back then, they say, whoa, that's scary. (laughs) But I think, why not? Why not? Because this amazing God that we love and serve, it brings entheos, enthusiasm, passion, faith in our hearts. And let's live. If we're going to live for as a Christian, let's do it with all of our heart. Let's do it with all of our being. Let's do it with all that we are because that's how God's called us. And he's given us eternal life not just temporary fulfillment. What, what an amazing God. He could have given us just a joyful life now and, and no promise of eternity. But he's, or he could give us eternal life and, and not sort it out now. He does both and more and more because it overflows you and touches everyone else around us. This week on Thursday, I was asked to do a funeral for a 54-year-old man who took his own life. I didn't know the guy. But his wife contacted me and his wife's sister and her husband used to come a little bit to our church and now they live up north. And I had the privilege of sharing in a very sad place. But I had the privilege of sharing some hope in Jesus. And thankfully the family were very open and honest about the reality of what had happened And I thought, wow, whenever I do a service like that, I think, God, everyone needs to know you as Savior. 
They need to know the hope that is Jesus Christ. They need to have a heart that's been redeemed and gives them hope to carry through the difficulties of this life. Because this life sometimes is so difficult. Without Christ, it's almost impossible. But I thought, Jesus, your grace is amazing. You're the saviour that brings hope and love. And I had the privilege of sharing with many after the service that came and talked to me. And and I thought, wow, out of sadness can come life. Jesus, let your grace flow. One young guy came to me and says, so good to see you. I'm looking at him, I didn't know him. His brother used to play in our band here 15 years ago. He didn't forget me. God's, you never know who God's reaching out to when we share the hope of Jesus. When we go down to the Oval on Saturday night and sing all these carols, you don't know, 10,000 people will be there hearing the message of Jesus. Let's not take it for granted the power of the gospel and that our Saviour has come to fill our hearts and set us free. This is the amazing God that we serve. Thank God for the free gift of salvation. Thank God that He loved us enough to be our Saviour. He walked on this earth to show us how to live as a follower of God. 2 Peter 1.10 says, Therefore, my brothers and sisters, make every effort to confirm your calling and election. For if you do these things, you will never stumble. And you will receive a rich welcome into the eternal kingdom of our Lord and Saviour, Jesus Christ. We honour someone who rescues someone and saves someone out of a burning building or pulls someone out of a car accident and we rightfully honour them because they are valuing life and thank God we live in a country where there's a sanctity of life. I've been to other countries where they have different philosophies and they believe in reincarnation or other types of belief systems and they don't value life like you and I do. Thank God we live in a nation that does. And if someone gives a kidney to help save someone's life. We honor and value that. And, how, and that's true. That's awesome. Or they raise money to save a life-saving operation. They are special. But how awesome is it when we might be a carrier of hope and share the Savior and save someone for now and for eternity? One of the ladies in our church gave me a prayer request last week and said, I'm going to visit my sister who's dying I've tried to lead her to Jesus numerous times, but she just refuses. Her husband saw me this morning and said, the deed's done. <laughs> I thought, <laughs> elderly person, but she said, I'm going once more. And I've, I saw the note she gave me. I prayed this week and said, Lord, let it be. And her husband came with a thumbs up and said, the deed's done. She's opened her heart to Jesus before she leaves this life. Let's never forget the power of that. Let's never forget the power of a child responding to Jesus and living their whole life. Or an old person on the deathbed saying, there's a saviour. You've got unsaved relatives that just don't get it yet. Just like we didn't get it until we encountered it and respond. Let's not judge people. I call them not yet Christians, not unbelievers. Let's stand in his presence. 
I just feel the compassion of Christ because it's the, it's the love of a Savior. Just close your eyes and take a moment to thank God. If you know this amazing, just thank Him that He's your Savior and your Lord. And maybe life has been a bit overwhelming or you've been wrestling or battling stuff, but I want you to take a moment to thank Jesus that He's your Savior. Let your love just go out to Him right now. Just thank Him. There's some people here and you're in a state of confusion or uncertainty. You know Jesus is Lord and real, but there's stuff's been happening. There's been breakdowns in family. There have been crises in health situations. And it started to erode your faith and your trust in God. But right now I feel the Spirit knocking on the door of your heart and mind saying, open up and trust me fully again. Because I'm the Saviour. I can forgive your sin and I can help you to forgive others because He loves you. Oh Lord, right now, maybe in this place, you're saying, I don't know this amazing Saviour like you're talking about. I've heard about Him. I pray prayers, go to church sometimes. But today, today I feel the love of Jesus reaching out right now. Maybe you've never ever opened your heart to Jesus or it's time to come back and surrender. I'd like to pray for you right now. If that's you, just lift your hand and say, please pray for me, Pastor Ross. I want to open my heart or come back to Jesus. Who's that today? God bless you. Who else today is saying, that's me, that's me. I want to get right with God. Who else today is saying, that's me. I feel God calling me. He loves you so, so much. Oh, there are people here that have known Jesus for years. But for somehow you've lost that passion, that zeal, that love, that enthusiasm, that Oh, that life of God filling your soul. You've started to go through the motions instead of having this passion and freedom. But today, I feel Jesus calling you. I feel a few really heavy hearts that have just been overwhelmed by life and pain. And it's clouded your picture of this amazing Jesus. But your spirit today is crying out and saying, I'm going to trust you. I'm not going to give up. We're going to sing this beautiful song. If you put your hand up and say, I want to get to know this, Jesus will come back. Or maybe you're a believer, but there's some things that have just clouded and overwhelmed your soul or been draining your faith. And today, I just feel the Spirit of God saying, I want to touch you and st stir up and room. If you want to come for prayer, either for salvation or for a just a place of surrender and let God's love touch your heart, just come right now. Let's worship Him with this beautiful song. That's right, just come. My God, how great you are. Stay tuned for another exciting podcast brought to you by Bayside Christian Church.